Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Good afternoon, Kim on the Reach with you for the next two hours, live from Studio Lumo SA, here at number one King William Street in the city, a cracking day outside, currently 26.7 degrees, and when we speak to the Roach shortly, he'll tell you it is still winter officially. A big thank you to IGA Supermarkets, we love them, Balfour's, they've been baking people happy since 1853, and Hyundai, the Hyundai Kona, imagined to be bold. Talking of the roots, let's welcome the journalistic genius himself. What's you? Hey, got no respect. Hey. What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? Why? It's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. I shut up your face. That's <laughs> my mama can remember. Big accordion solo. That brings a smile to a lot of faces, that song. There was a number one hit song. For a long time. For a long time, Rich. Many, many years ago. Good afternoon to you. Hello, Kim. Hello, everyone. I don't know about that corridor of confusion, as you dub it, but oh, it yes. must have a lot of people in it today. We are. What? It is. <laughs> it is bewildering that an AFL would load this case up against... Oh, sorry. I Mayor. thought you were talking about relationships, Oh, Richard. no. No, the big talking point, yes, and we know what it is. If you're going to be so strong to put this on the table and have virtually become the biggest test case of the year, you can't walk away from it. You have to prosecute it to the nth degree. Collingwood would have gone the other way. They Definitely. would have appealed. So you're having a crack at Laura Kane? I think so. AFL. I think that they... You think you are? You know you are. Well, she's not alone in there. I'm not putting it all on her shoulders, but clearly it, it doesn't look good for her when... Now, I'm hearing different versions of whether she overruled Michael Christian or not. So if we're not there, we can only guess that mm-hmm. they might have had a difference of opinion. But anyway, the AFL's always had the right to refer things straight to the right to the tribunal yep. they did. But if you're really strong on this one, kid, and we know the consequences, and we heard Simon Goodwin say this was going to be a big mm. case, you don't walk away from it when you've put such emphasis on the importance of this case. Yeah, I was, a, I was, a, it I was a little uh, surprised, Roach. Uh, we're still waiting for an official explanation mm. from the AFL, but which no is appeal. coming out later today. There'll be no appeal. Uh, we'll get through our guests and we'll get our teeth mm. into it again. Um, I was a little ambivalent to the whole situation because I'm confused. Um, well, I, I think I went on record saying if we, if we didn't have the system and the formula, I think he should have got one game. And then he gets the right to play in the grand final. That was just my logic. I also can sit there and logically argue that uh, it was good that he got off. But equally, I can sit there as I did yesterday and say, if your mindset is different, and this is where I thought they'd have to make a stance, uh, I don't care what the biomechanics said, 
how qualified he is, Roach. Uh, if your brain is trained that you cannot do that, you don't do that. He would have been conditioned to put his hands out. And uh, that's what players will do from now on. If you had been on Hamilton Island all year. Oh, Roach, take me All back. year. Take me back. And you just lobbed into town today. Mm-hmm. And I said, Kim, I'm going to show you AFL football for the whole year. Yep. I'm going to give you... Shane McAdam at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you Tom Jonas at the middle of the year where he wins a free kick. Mm-hmm. and he's put I up. know you always say that, but the umpires yeah, get a lot of decisions yeah, wrong. But, but the point of that is I want to emphasise mm-hmm. that when we get then to Maynard, are you at the end of it going to say, you've tricked this all up? This is inconsistent. Uh, this doesn't add up. What have you done to these videos? Because There's a compelling you know, argument that... Um, Angus Brayshaw ran off his line and he was the one that veered into Maynard, who was mid-air, even though he turned his shoulder. Uh And people will draw a comparison with the Tom Lynch one, where Tom Lynch was interfered with and his flight path was altered. So that's why he got off. So I can live with the decision. I think what's going to happen with the AFL not challenging it, though, when they ever do get around to settling these concussions... Um, claims it might cost them an extra twenty million, maybe. But have you ever known anyone who has had strong convictions on any case to walk away from a first hearing? Oh no, we won't push this further. Oh, you got to stand your ground if Absolutely. you believe. Unless, unless there's an argument or there's evidence from the illegal eagles that says that this was unwinnable. Um, no, you, you fight. I've fought for Matt Crouch for two years, Roach. But you got him there in the end. Got him there. Got Did him you go the with line. his McGarry medal votes? Uh, got that wrong. You get a lot of ones and twos. Mm. They polled a lot, though, Adelaide. They robbed Spread each other, yeah. uh, Haitley and uh, Schonberg. Right, who's on tonight, Kim? Um, because... Uh, because you wouldn't know. Because <laughs> you never look at the rundown. Uh, we are waiting still. That's how busy it's been in Melbourne. We're hoping at 3.30 we can cross there and speak to someone from AFL House, whether it be one of their reporters. Uh, we're trying to get on to Peter Ryan from The Age. Mm. We've, we've tried Mitch Cleary from Channel 7. Everyone. Everyone's flat out at the moment, but we just want to get a uh, speak to someone over there and see if they can shed some light on why the AFL did not appeal. Yeah, well, not dropping any names because I don't want to breach confidentiality. I'll, I'll throw them under the bus. No, don't. No, or do no, I not? Be in, well, I hope you don't. But anyway, on the phone just before coming in, someone who's been involved in reporting players and now defends them for clubs' mm-hmm. legal background. Uh, yeah, the... They are just as confused as to how the AFL can go down this path and then not finish it off. It's I can only think of two people on my now no, no, to name them. No, 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 no I'm going to. No, no. Why? Wrong. I mightn't even know. Be wrong. No, just let it go. But yeah, I think we're all confused, aren't we? No, I don't. I want to have a be guess. Wrong. It doesn't matter. Well, who it well I, you don't have to say if it's them or not. Right. I can only think of Greg Griffin or Adrian Anderson. Look, two good guesses, but I'm not telling you which one. Oh, well, I expected that you wouldn't. Well, it was just fun for me to have a guess. I reckon I know now. Uh, at four o'clock, we'll chat to Marty Matner. Sturt coach, premiership mm, coach. Head mm. of this Sunday's prelim final. They take on the Adelaide Crows. That's going to be a battle royal. They had them on toast on two occasions in the first final. Adelaide yeah, fought back to win quarter. that. Uh, that gets underway at 3.15. It will be covered on SEN 1629. Paul Bonzer and Dan Menzel doing a wonderful job. Mm. At 4.35, Roach, we'll talk to your coach. Lauren Arnell. No, Ken Hinckley. Oh. No, we're hoping we can get Ken tomorrow. Oh. Lauren Arnell today.
Good. Yeah, we're hoping to get Ken. I put in nice. a call today. Very good. Uh, Port Adelaide Football Club, AFLW coach. He's an absolute ripper. Yet to have a win this year. They had a tough draw, Adelaide and Brisbane. Who at AFL House did that to them? That's a good question. <laughs> no, is that really fair for an um, uh, expansion club that's still finding its way to take on the two powerhouses in the yeah, competition? You might never get – I mean, I understand what happened the first week. They put on a lot of uh, derbies, mm. you know, save on travel, all that. Mm. But you go from Adelaide to Brisbane? Yeah, it's a tough draw. A tough draw. <laughs> That's a brutal draw. Hey, the other wow. thing we're doing, Rich, we'll jump into it. A lot of people might be over it, but we want to just have a feel for how people are judging what happened with Braden Maynard. Call it the pub test or the court pub test, yeah. Mm. The pub mm. test or the court of public opinion. You can get on our, our Twitter handle at the run home, S-E-N-S-A, okay? At the run home, S-E-N-S-A. We've kept it really simple. Should Braden Maynard have been suspended? Now, I think I know which way the poll will go. Did you see Will Schofield, our good friend Will Schofield, on social media last night? He's dodging me. He owes me two cartons. Really? Mm. We're going to get him on, Roach. So Will had a fair bit to say. A lot of people had a lot to say on this one. Yep. But he came down with a conclusion that your verdict would be based on whether you were a Collingwood supporter or not. Nathan Buckley chipped in. What about a bit of integrity? Well, I think it's a fair call. I don't think there'd be too many Collingwood supporters (laughs) saying he should have got games. (laughs) Come on, get off your high horse there, Bucks. Uh, As I was saying, Roach, we're running a poll uh, on our Twitter handle, the Run Home SENSA. Should Braden Maynard have been suspended? As it sits now, it's been up since about, what, 2.30, Benny? I can't see him there. 2.30? Yeah, 2.30 it's been up. Uh, 38% say yes, 62% say no. The tribunal last night was chaired by Jeff Gleeson, who has had long experience at a tribunal. And his job is to steer the Mm. two former players who made up the panel through the charter, the regulations, the guidelines. What about one of them? Well, Scott Stevens was Mm. one of them. And Scott Stevens knows everything about concussion because it ended his career. Darren Gasper is the other. Now, if the third member, as a former player, was a McGarry medalist by the name of Kim Dillon. Oh, yes. <laughs> Can you what? say reserves, please? Well, you're a McGarry medalist. Even though I hate it. McGarry medalist. What verdict would have you passed? Now, you've seen enough of it. You know where the whole thing lands. I mean, I'm not going to yeah, give you a Jeff Gleeson. No, no, no. It's, it's very tricky, but can I throw out the formula that we have mm. so you can just use precedent yep. and common sense? Yeah. I would have given him a game. Mm. I think he's really unlucky. I know the family. Hey, I'm not unhappy that he got no games. And if it had stood at three, it would have been one of the toughest ones ever. But given where we are in terms of litigation and concussion – the John Platten story running on the weekend, we're just highlighting how bad this situation is. Mm. Um, the fact is they've used duty of care that many times. We've Correct. seen it happen in the AFLW where there wasn't even contact and a girl missed a grand final. Mm. That was one of the most ridiculous ones ever, Montana McKinnon yeah. for the Adelaide Crows. Uh, the potential to hurt someone. Well, hang on, she missed. <laughs> um, this bloke collided. Uh, so I can see arguments for both sides. I think to appease everyone, and I would have been looking at the big picture for the AFL, whether this be right or wrong, because you should just take it on the incident itself, uh, I would have been giving him one game. So you get the biomechanic comes in and talks about the split seconds, and someone's worked out that the split second that, or seconds, or mm. split seconds of Braden Maynard and Brayshaw is 
was apparently the equivalent of what a batsman at Test cricket faces with a fast bowler, but they mm. react. Mm. Well, they duck or they hit it over the fence for a six. Well said. Now, you've seen it again and again, like everyone else has. Mm. Are you comfortable that that was the only option Braid Maynard had? No. That's no, a key no. answer. And there's been a lot of these when we've heard Gleeson, and I've called him Jackie Gleeson, the comedian, because I thought some of his responses have been a little bit hilarious, Rooch. <laughs> um, no, it's how your brain's conditioned. Ah, and, now and this it, is good. This it, is a good point you're making. It's, it's muscle memory. And what you do straight away, you drop the shoulder to protect yourself. And if you can hurt the player, not knock him out, yeah. well, that's a bit of a bonus. Um, so how do you feel when Andrew Woods, who's the AFL legal representative, mm talks about now this responsibility on players to process what their action will do to an opposition player. That's true. The game is changing. And this is what we see on a regular basis. And I was a fossil with it, Roach, because I'm old school. I dislike immensely when I'm watching a game of footy and it's a 50-50 ball. Like we are, people can see us on air now if you get on, if they're watching on the uh, app. But there's a ball between us and you're not sure who's going to get there first. You see both players look and hesitate. It's not because they're scared. They're worried about where they put their head and what they do to your head now. And that's what he's talking about. You have to have a different mindset now. And I use the analogy that if that was an internal trial and if that had been Pendlebury or still side bottom, um, he would have landed differently. It wouldn't have, he wouldn't have put the shoulder there like that. Yes. So interesting, but I'm not upset with the decision. It's just an interesting one. All right, have your say. You can send a text zero four two seven one five four one double six, and you can get on our Twitter poll the run at the run home SENSA. Should Braden Maynard have been suspended? Forty percent of people say yes now, and sixty say no. And we'll Rich, have some big news on Port Adelaide recruiting moves shortly. Okay, love it. Three fifteen. We've got to jump into a break. This is Kimbo and the Rooch. Uh, we're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Standing in the Hall of Fame. 3.20 on a Wednesday afternoon. Hump Day and Little Old Adelaide. We're here thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. Uh, Mitch Cleary hopefully will be joining us at 3.30 for a chat about uh, the Maynard situation and the AFL not appealing. Marty Matner at 4 o'clock and Lauren Arnell at 4.30. Uh, we're taking your calls as well on 1300 736 736. Before we go to the phones, Rich, here's a text. Well then, Kim. Uh-oh. <laughs> we we had better start suspending players who cause head injuries when they drive their knee into the back of a player's head taking a mark because you know duty of care and the potential for injury. That's from Damien. Now, Damien, I don't know if you're being facetious there or not, but, um, oh, Roach, what, I've been oh, saying that Kim, for... We, we've been down this path, it seems like a century. Yeah. Uh, look, honestly, Damien... Um, uh, as I said, I don't know if you're being facetious or you're being serious, but we've spoken about this infinitum over the last decade that maybe that's where we're heading because you can't have it both ways. You can't say there's a duty of care in a situation like this, yet there's no duty of care just because you're taking a mark. Yeah, so the key to that will be... It, 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 so it, bear in mind, it'll change, Roach. Yeah, we're will. talking about how you then write that into mm. your charter, your directives, your rule books, your laws of the game. 
And no one wants to see the great marks of this game that exactly. have that have brought people through the turnstiles for more than a century. And no one wants to see the desperation that Maynard no. showed to smother the ball disappear either. Now this is where, and the AFL does this all the time, Kim. It brings in what we ultimately define as the grey area because it oh. is subjective. That rule then gets written, as probably the smother rule will have to be rewritten, to define reasonable and unreasonable. Oh. Now, that's to the one we all live off is Alex Jeslenko. Was that a reasonable attempt at a mark? Mm. So that would be fine. But if one goes wrong, we see them go wrong over the weekend, they get paid free kicks again, unreasonable attempt to take a mark. Mm. Well, if it then leads to an injury and it was an unreasonable attempt to take a mark, I think you're going to be in trouble. Your mm. point's right. Uh, Your point is exactly right on once it becomes defined as unreasonable, you are going to be in trouble. The game, we know it's very different to when... I played, it's different to the noughties, around the 2000, yep. and it's, it's just going to continually evolve and change. And I used that example before when the ball's in the middle route and people hesitate now, and we look at it when the ball was your only object, Patrick Dangerfield, the best. He could be five yards behind, he'd leap on the football, yep. then the player falls across him, so we can't have that because you've taken his legs. Uh, everything's changing. Let's go to two worlds. Ange never changes. He always makes a bit of sense. Hello, great man. Ange, that's you. You're the great man. Hello, Ange. Oh, dear. oh hello. Have we got him, Benny? Something. Ange, we've wrong. got we've got uh, three green lights saying Ange is there. Are you there, Ange? No. No. Failed. Uh, who have we got? We got Mark from Grange. There. Hello, Mark. Hello, Mark. G'day, guys. Hello. Rooch, Sorry about Rooch, that. We lost I... one. Rooch, can I ask you something? Could Brayshaw sue Maynard in the future? Uh, I'll tell you what a New York lawyer said to me a long, long time ago, Mark. You can sue for anything, whether he wins up mm. to the courts and the jury to decide. Yeah. Of course yeah. he can. Of course he can. Like, whether he then wins, yeah. I don't know, Mark. It's, right. I'll never forget that day yes. on Fifth Avenue in New York. And he did say to me, this lawyer, very good one, said, you can sue for anything, son. Whether you win, that's going to be up to whether I'm good enough in court for you. I've only been involved in the legal system. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So go ahead, Mark. Ken, could I ask you one question? Your brother-in-law, yeah. I, I know it's what's happened to him, but is he able to work 100% or not? Yeah, he's still, I was always he's, wondering. No, no, he's still running the business, the Safety Hub. They've got a very good business there, but his life has changed. And now that he's living with me, I've, I've certainly noticed it uh, because I'm you know, yeah. with them 24-7. But um, the forgetfulness, uh, the mood swings, um, you know, and my sister Leanne, like as we've seen in a number of the stories, uh, just has to uh, organise a lot of things, and it, it frustrates the hell out of John. Um, but no, he is he is still functioning, but he gets very frustrated about forgetting names, and they can be family friends uh, and things like that. Hey Kim, so, I, I think I think your sister's a strong woman, strong woman. Yeah, she's an absolute something ripper. like that. I yeah. love her dearly. Okay, guys, thanks, Mark. Appreciate that. Oh, make me cry then. I can imagine. Um, yeah. What have you got? What's happened, Rich? Uh, we've got Ange back. He's oh, there. Right. Ange from Two Wells. Sorry, guys. I was in mourning. Hey, listen, I, just, uh, <laughs> I, sent a, I, I rang the Peter Malinowskis after last night. I think we need to have a state funeral for the AFL. They have lost the plot, guys. How can someone that hit someone in the head, accident or not, mm. get off when Jonas does a perfect tackle 
hits the bloke accidentally hits himself in the head. Jonas gets a free kick and he gets weeks. This bloke should not be playing. This Mm. guy hits someone in the head. We're supposed to be protecting the head. I know. I just don't get it. We have lost the plot as the AFL. We can't go hard on the concussion rule and let something like this not be penalised. It is an absolute joke. And I'm, I'm with you. That's why my assessment was that he would be getting games because actions have consequences. And in the current environment that we're living, um, I didn't think there'd be any way in the world that that would happen. And I didn't think that they would not appeal it if they didn't win it. So, and that's not... So what is... Uh, and I have empathy for, for Maynard um, yep. because we only have to go back 12 months and I don't think anyone would have been complaining about this. It would have just been bad luck and a footy action. But we live in a different world now where we're meant to. But what's the Players Association doing about this? <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> what... Yeah, where what have they been on they, any of these matters for years? You know what I mean? Like, guys, yeah. we're talking about someone hit in the head. I know. Yeah, but they can't win either way here because if they take sides, they're going to upset the players who want to play that way. They can't yeah, win in that debate. Ha- yeah, but, I know what you're yeah, saying, you Ange. Hit. I get you, but they yeah. can't win in this debate. Hey, Ange. Uh, but you can't. Yep. Yeah. No, no, good call. Going to give you a $50 IGA uh, voucher. We've got to get into a uh, break because I end up in the fertiliser. For Roach, it's all fun, no responsibility. (laughs) We've got to pay the bills, though. I thought Anne's made a lot of sense. And it's nothing against Maynard. It's nothing against the incident, if you know what I mean, Roach. It's just where we're at at the moment. I I just thought there's no way in the world. Kim, everyone wants wants clarity. Mm. Be it a fan, a player, a coach, an administrator. I'm we more confused. Uh, here's good text here. Quick text. Afternoon, Kimbo and the Rooch on the back of last night's decision. Surely several players who lost games on the inverted commas, the potential to cause injury, should be asking for their lost games back. That's from Alan from Albert. That's true. <laughs> potential to cause injury. This one's caused injury, but it comes under a footy action. Uh, we're here thanks to Balfour's. We love them. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. 3.33 and 33. I had to say that really quickly. That doesn't happen very often, Rooch. Only once every 24 hours. That's riveting, isn't it? Just look no, at the clock. I would suggest it actually happens twice. Twice. Well, it depends how you have your clock set, doesn't oh, it? Oh, if you want to do... Well, then now it's actually 15.33 if you want to play that card. Well, yeah. Well, it wouldn't be 3.33 and 33. <laughs> now it's 3.33 and 59. Could we get an Irish recruit to do it? Yeah. 33. I did. I got... Now, you told me I had to say Neve Kelly and Ben did as well. When we spoke to Caitlin Gould, yes. she said her... It's pronounced... Um, how was it? Nim. 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 Okay. Nim. Nim. Yes. Anyway. Well, McGarry gave us we digress. a lesson last night. Too. I know people are saying, don't complain about being late for the news when you waffle on with all that crap. Oh. I know, I know. Quick text, and we are four minutes late for the news. Uh, now, this is from Damien. Uh, yes, Kim, I was being uh, facetious, as, I, as, as facetious as I could possibly be. It's a slippery slope we're heading down, gentlemen. Thank you, Damo. I thought you probably were being. You always make a, a bit of sense. But I reckon that was – could have been when I was at Triple M 15 years ago, Roach. I brought up in the commentary box about, you know, 
someone doing damage with a knee in the back of the head attempting to mark and how that they could be penalised for that. And did I cop some grief? But it is really difficult for the AFL to navigate the game at the moment, isn't it? Because they don't want to change the game that's made it so popular to the thousands that watch it. Yeah, but then they shoot themselves in the foot. Like There's one at the moment. If Port Adelaide wins, and let's hope they do, Kim, at Adelaide Oval on Saturday night, when should they play their preliminary final against Collingwood? They're travelling. They've Mm. already been dudded up in Brisbane. So when should that preliminary final against Collingwood be? Even if it's GWS, Mm. same deal for GWS. When should it be? Friday or Saturday? I was reading a text, Rich. Sorry. Uh, uh, I didn't listen to your question Friday. Winner of Saturday night's semi-final Adelaide Oval plays Collingwood. Should that preliminary final be on a Friday or a Saturday? Saturday. Well, they're talking about putting it on a Friday. Right. Sorry, Rich. I wasn't being rude. I was trying to get in a text. And when I see they're from Mario, I have to pre-read them. Uh, Maynard knew exactly what he was doing when he targeted the player who was the most important to the Melbourne structure. Uh, If he'd stayed out there, they would have won that game. There's no question of that. Uh, Oh, this is a longer one. Uh, Jacko from Lewiston. I think that there was a forced tribunal last night because the AFL feel that Brayshaw may have increased chances of having issues in later life, similar issues to John Platten. Last night's tribunal may have been held to help the AFL's case in a future courtroom trial if they are sued for damages, should that eventually arise. I think that's why they aren't appealing. The point has effectively been made. Oh, I know what you're saying there, Jacko, but I think they need to ram home this point. They should be appealing. I can't understand why they're not, Roach. Mm. Um, here's another quickie. Arvo Kimbun Roach, I'm hoping we can get the AFL clubs out of the sample before either win a flag. It's still a farce they're involved. Keep the Thomas Seymour Cup for sample clubs only. Where's the AFL's progress on its reserves comp anyway? Gone a bit quiet. It would solve a lot of problems. Uh, Mac, we uh, agree with you. We've been advocating for oh, about five years now about a reserves comp. COVID stuffed that up, but uh, I would say it's only two or three years away. 3.37, the newsroom had better been ready, Rooch. Hi there, it's Amy Drew with the latest SEN News. Qantas has apologised to workers after losing a High Court appeal against a ruling that they illegally sacked more than 1,600 staff during the height of the pandemic. But Michael Kane from the Transport Workers Union says it has to be more than just a sorry on paper. Action that you can take immediately is to expedite compensation for these workers so that they can get some justice and some solace for themselves and their families. Police believe a drive-by shooting at a home in Melbourne's southeast this morning that wounded a teenager could be a possible case of mistaken identity. A vehicle and Boulder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to the Run Home with Kimbo and the Roach. Forty-one on a beautiful Wednesday afternoon. Currently 26.9 degrees outside. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. Marty Matt, uh, Sturt coach, will join us after four. Lauren Arnell, Port Adelaide AFLW coach, will join us after 4.30. In the meantime, more of your calls on 1300 or you can send a text on 0427154166. We're running a Twitter poll. Our Twitter handle is at the run home SENSA. Should Braden Maynard have been suspended? 
Now, at the moment, it sits at 40% say yes, 60% say no. And we've got a stack of texts coming through, Roots. You were talking earlier about the biomechanist who said there was only a certain amount of time, reaction time for Braden Maynard. And he said it was 400 milliseconds. Which 400 someone, milliseconds. Someone worked out it was, I forgot which fast bowler it was, how much time you would have facing a certain fast bowler in a test match. All right, we've got a text here. It says, Kimbo, seeing you are on live stream, so th- throw something hard at the root so we can see his reaction time. Absolutely no reaction whatsoever. <laughs> no, I was thinking of the compensation claim. You did not even move. I've got to admit, it was a bit of a pussy throw. That was a wide throw. Oh, I didn't want to hit him. I would have got sued. It did slip out of my hand. Uh, No name on that text. Well, there you go. We've always said that Roach has no fast twitch muscles whatsoever. I don't think you even blinked. Throw me your wallet. Oh, you catch that. (laughs) Oh, and just on that. Did we we talk about that on air? Yesterday we said how the boss is in town. Our national content manager, Samantha Thompson. Right? Yes. The Lovely t- lady. Yeah, the tightest man in the world you are. There's no question of that. No question. <laughs> oh, wow. No, well, there's, there's if you're no going to be question. something, you might as well be at the extreme. Yeah, then you've got that covered well and truly. And uh, you owe me 13 coffees now. 13? Yes. How did I – it was 12 last week. Where did I lose this time? Yeah, it's called interest. Oh, <laughs> it's called interest. Wow. Uh, now, now, you won't. You wait won't till s- I get to the ACCC. You won't settle those. Yesterday, yes. like Mr. Big Suck himself, <laughs> you come in, like you've never bought anyone anything. You come in, you get a packet of fruit chocks yeah. and go, oh, thank you, Roots yeah, gives you a hug, yeah, la, la, yeah, la, la, yeah, la. Yeah. So that was yesterday. And today, what do you do? Another set of fruit chocks. Fair dinkum. Unbelievable. Yes. Yeah, many... they, watch out for that bottle there, Ben. He's throwing oh, yeah. objects at the moment. Uh, Benny, can I have my bottle? Oh, my my goodness. Back? We finally have it. This is going to take a bit to digest, isn't okay. it? Okay. Uh, well, we'll give you a chance to. The AFL have oh. just uh, we'll, we'll get. we'll let you do it during the ad break. They've released their statement why they didn't appeal. Let's go to a few texts, uh, Roach. My point being, I reckon every workplace has got someone like that that sucks up to the boss. Oh, it's vomitous, honestly, Roach. Oh, look at this one. Long one from Joey. The AFL had to appeal... Roach, read it in the ad break. Stay with me, all right? We're on air. The AFL... (laughs) Says the man who was reading a text when I was trying to make a point. Well, that's what I have to do with the listeners. Go for it. Right, here we go. The AFL had to appeal the decision. Mm. Uh, They look like even more idiots for overruling the MRO. It's their weak way of saying we took it to court and that was the result. Under the carpet it goes like every other issue. They had an opportunity to draw a line in the sand with Pickett and didn't. They didn't with Tom Lynch and now this. Unfortunately, the AFL are not taking this matter seriously. The game has to evolve. Footy accident or not, things need to change. That's from Joey. Well written. Yeah, strong words there. Uh, Let's change tact a little bit, Roach. Port have no draft picks. How can they get sweet Radigalia and Zerk Thatcher. Surely crows can swoop on Zerk Thatcher. That's Matt in Brisbane. Okay, let's update do us. the update here. So Brandon Zerk Thatcher was given a three-year offer by Essendon and has decided he wants to come home. He's a Sturt boy, Kim. Yes, he, he was. Can, he's good. The number sixty-six pick in two thousand and seventeen, and we'll get Martin Matner's 
what, what have you been there with Martin? 2007, uh, We'll check. We'll check. Well, he was there and then came back. 195 centimetres tall. Mm-hmm. Now, Adelaide did knock on the door. Port Adelaide knocked on the door more often. Now we get the famous Adrian Dodoro show between Port Adelaide and Essendon during the trade period. The human hairdo. Yes. Strikes again. Yes. And what's he worth? Well, I've just saw a stat. I went and had a look. That's why I asked. I went and had a look at a stat that says goals attached to defenders. So every time a goal is scored, it's not only linked to a player who kicked it and a score assist and all that, but they also Mm -hmm. look at the defender who wasn't there to defend Mm -hmm. it. He ranks number one for goals conceded this year. (laughs) Coughing up a few. Oh, that's all right. We'll bring that up in the negotiations. Yeah, I'm sure they will. No, yeah. they won't. Kenny and Chad, they'll get that out of him. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I think he's got a lot of upside, Rooch. Mm. Um, what's happening with Brady Grundy? He and Port Adelaide are not on the same page, and strangely enough, Sydney and Grundy are on the same page. Now, how much that is about... Um, I mean, Brody Grundy does have a different feel about his football to what Port Adelaide does. So they've worked out they're not, they're not pitching the same mm. ideals. So he'll go to Sydney, Ken. That'll be it. Now, uh, what's Port do next? You said that two oh, weeks ago. Yes, um, yes I Ken, did. we didn't get a chance to do it. Oh, we've had chances. We've been busy. But uh, I think it's remiss of us not to talk about how good um, um, Scott Lysett, Scott Lysett was, was on, on yeah. the weekend. He he's a warrior. He's a competitor. So what and do you do? you know do? he's not in great nick at What the do you moment. do? You've put a one-year deal in front of him and he doesn't like it. You're not getting Brodie Grundy. I don't know why Jordan Sweet keeps being mentioned because I'm not seeing that one happening. No, no, I haven't heard a lot of traction there. Always thought he had some upside. Um, all right, but, if, all but if no one else is chasing Scotty Lysa, you give him the one year, and if he's got nowhere, no one's giving him two. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like what if Geelong does? Well, if they do, well then he's yeah. got options. Yeah. But it's like McAdam. Adelaide gave him two. No one else was offering anything, and, and then, then out of the blue, out of the blue, Melbourne says, "Well, he's we'll three. give you three. Oh, going to be an interesting October, isn't it? Mm, looking forward to that. Mm. Hey, uh, let's have uh, SEN's Tom Morris. This is him updating what's happening with Brady Grundy. Well, that's the way it's looking because Port Adelaide is officially out of the race now. They were keen on Brady Grundy. They met Brady Grundy. We know that. But uh, to put it simply, Grundy's priorities and Port Adelaide's priorities just in the line. Port Adelaide's DNA as a football club is all football. Now, let me explain this. So success and winning and and really focused entirely on the game. And that was their selling point. You can play for us, you can come home, um, and you can hopefully be part of a successful team. All football-based. Sydney's pitch, uh, and which, uh, which did align to Grundy's priorities, are to do with the lifestyle and to do with um, work-life balance. And this is not to say that they're not also focused on winning and, and success and things like that. But in the same way they lured Buddy Franklin North um, with outside of football promises and... and, and um, uh, I guess, uh, attractive propositions. The same applies to Grundy. And Grundy was more attracted to the Sydney side of things than Port Adelaide. And I think in the end, the Port and Grundy um, connection was one that uh, that was never going to work based on the fact that Port had uh, sort of a certain way and Grundy sort of another way. So that's official now. So he won't be going to Port Adelaide. And the only other club that I know of that's in the hunt for him are the Swans. And they also have the draft capital to satisfy Melbourne. Not that Melbourne are going to ask for too much, I would have thought, given they gave up pick 27 for Grundy and, and, uh, and are now not playing him in their, in their best team. But Sydney have two second-round picks and two third-round picks. 
So to use one or more of them to get Grundy seems like a mere formality. And uh, and Port can move on and have a look at Jordan Sweet from the Western Bulldogs, which is their next priority. There we go again. <laughs> the name keeps popping up. Uh, we've spoken to Brody a few times. He is a wonderful human. Sydney lifestyle, he wouldn't enjoy being back here in the fishbowl. No. That's well, not his go. Kim, go back to what he said when he first rejected Port mm. a year ago. What was changing 12 months later? Nothing. Nothing at all. Mm. And, um, and what did we always know about when it was coming down this time of year, we knew what Sydney was up about. They, they had certain targets in this trade period. Mm. Ruckman was one of them. They were always going to go there. Knock me down with a feather. Uh, you, you, you couldn't have a crack at Sean Darcy. How could you manufacture that? Well, unless you ask, you don't know. Mm. All right. Uh, I'd like you to pay my 12 coffees back. <laughs> yeah, bit by bit. You can't drink them all at one time. <laughs> one a day would help. <laughs> uh, Even that's dangerous with let's you. Let's do a quick text mm. that I don't think has a quick answer. Mm. Kimbo. Does Port Adelaide's sports science team have to be questioned about the derailing of the club's finals campaign due to the high late-season injury count? The whole purpose of the minor round is to make finals, and now it's going to be derailed by the guts of the team torn out through injury. Load management by sports scientists is supposed to prevent this type of catastrophe. That's from Joe. Um, it's, a, it's a fair question. You can't aim that one at Charlie Dixon. It's an ankle. That's impact. Yep. yep. They've tried to manage that. Um, look, we'll, we'll go to a break and we'll talk about that, Roach. We'll, we'll you can have your say on that as well. They've been unlucky. They mm. have tried to manage a lot of these players. Um, you can't help that Dylan Williams, you know, tweaked a hammy as well. Yep. Uh, we'll go to well, an ad break, Roach. could be load management. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. But, and um, we will deal with this. Very, very vague AFL statement. Yeah, I'm very interested in that. All right, it's 3.51. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Fifty-seven, twenty-six point nine degrees outside. We're here thanks to our good friends at Balfour's. Talking about good friends, what about Beaumont Tiles? They are giving away a trip for two to American football's biggest game, Roots, which is the Super Bowl, and it's worth over seventy thousand dollars. All you have to do is shop in store at Beaumont's before November the twelfth, and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. I know All you right. didn't hit me. Yeah. Have I got blurred vision now? Did I see four? Not one, but four Cornses, if that's the appropriate term, mm-hmm. just walked past. Four of them? Well, he has three sons for each side. So that oh, would make that's four. who they were. Yeah. Wow. See, they've become very tall very uh, quickly. Uh, Kane is the third in the pecking order with height. Now, wow. Yeah, yeah, they're all they're all tall. Eddie's the tallest, but he's the oldest. All right, here's a text, mm. Roach. Uh, well done. Nothing wrong with the eyesight. You know, your humour's still the same. Shit. Um, <laughs> afternoon, boys. Replying, <laughs> replying to Joe's text. Now, bear with me, Roach, yes. because you've got the AFL statement. 
Uh, this is a good text as well. Afternoon, boys. Replying to Joe's text, the AFL had no leg to stand on regarding appealing the decision. The evidence was overwhelming in favour of Maynard. If it was a football action or not, once it hit legal proceedings, he was always going to get off. Too many grey areas within this case. He couldn't possibly get time. Do I agree? Question mark. I'm still not sure what the correct outcome should be. But the transcript and the evidence left the AFL with no choice but to accept. That's Cody. And Cody's like most of the world. I'm not sure which way it should have gone. There's just too much confusion here. Mm. Why did they not appeal? Well, if you're looking for that answer, you won't find it in this statement. It might be exactly what? like Cody says. It might be the simple case that when you actually go through the whole transcript, it played out to a point whereby there's no place to turn. But I would have thought you'd still go with your conviction. But if their lawyers so, are saying yeah, you can't win it. So the AFL has in its statement noted that this report, mm-hmm. this referral to the tribunal, has generated passionate debate. And the AFL understands that the outcome of this case would not sit well with everyone who watches and plays our game. No one likes to see a player suffer a serious concussion, as Angus Brayshaw did, mm-hmm. and also see the impact the incident had on him, his family and friends, his teammates and his club. Our game's uniqueness as a contact sport, while celebrated, involves risk of some high contact occurring. The decision to refer the incident to the tribunal was made so the unusual circumstances of this high contact incident could be closely examined and a thorough and independent process could be run. Whilst the tribunal's decision was not the outcome the AFL sought when it issued its match review findings, the AFL respects the reasoning of the tribunal panel in arriving at its decision. The health and safety of players in our game will always be the AFL's priority, and regardless of the tribunal outcome, this incident will be subject to close examination at the end of the season. The AFL has actively taken action to minimise the incidence of concussion in our game Mm. and has continued to make considered decisions to protect the health and safety of our athletes, including by making further rule changes to deter avoidable forceful head-high contact in our game, as has been done in over 30 instances over the past two decades. So we have no answer there at all. Well, they didn't think they could win it. Well, then why start it? Because it all the way through. Because that way it went through the proper process, as opposed to just Chris O. Um, hmm. But if you Michael, thought it was Michael Christian just just throwing case. it out, strong case at the beginning. You must still believe you have a strong case until you've run out of every panel that you. Maybe confront. they didn't. Maybe they just wanted to appease everyone. And ah. if Michael Christian had just gone, nothing to see here. That's a football act. Yeah. Then people would have reacted. Hell, yeah, they yeah. would have reacted. So Laura Kane comes over the top and says, no, we want this to go through the old pseudo-court scenario. As but if you're serious, you go full bore on this I one. I understand. Hey, something that uh, we haven't talked about, mm. and that's the Jack Martin-Nick Blakey situation. Um, I think a lucky gentleman. I know they use precedent and other examples, but uh, fair dinkum, when you miss the football by that much and hit someone with a clenched fist the side of the face. I thought he's a little bit lucky, but yeah, he was downgraded two to one. Two to one. So we got both of them wrong, Roach. Mm. Just as well we didn't do a nearest the pin. Hey, it's uh, two minutes past four. Marty Matner coming up next. Stack of text coming through. Do Port have space for both Zerk Thatcher and Ratta Galea? Yeah, they will have. Uh, it's very interesting the way people spell some of these names too. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a bit of auto type, wouldn't there? Yep, but I know what you mean. 
the silly season is fast approaching. This is Kimbo on the Roots. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Past four, beautiful day outside, 26.9 degrees. We are live from Studio Lumo SA here at number one King William Street in the city. Thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Before we get to Martin Matner, that sounds formal, doesn't it? Marty Matner. Um, what about this text, Roach? Kimbo, the Maynard incident was discussed on the NRL 360 show. Guess what the outcome was there? I saw that. They would have Did graded it at four games, yeah. Yeah, they the guy seem to said, be a bit more down the path on this yeah, agenda. Yeah, it says on the NRL yeah. 360, mm. the guy said it is four weeks in the NRL yeah. with an early plea. That's yeah, from Michael. They seem to be moving ahead of us on the whole concussion debate. Yeah, and that's why I thought he would get games. Um, mm. But let's go to a man more qualified than us. We'll ask him the hard questions as well. Marty Matner is the coach of the Sturt Football Club in the Sample. He's got a prelim final coming Good up one. on Sunday against the Adelaide Crows. I get the feeling most people will be supporting Sturt. The game gets underway at 3.15. So. Hello, Martin. Hey, young guys. Not bad. Let's go to the hard questions. Uh, you're, you're at the tribunal. As a former player, oh, yeah, sitting form- on the panel, panel. And put into the hot seat. <laughs> yeah, come on. What do you do? What's your gut feel here? The Maynard. Mm. Um, uh, uh, I see both sides, um, but I think it is a football action. I think he okay. jumped to smother and then protected himself. Um, yeah, it's 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 an interesting one because it's so results based. Mm. So if if Brayshaw hadn't been knocked out, then there's probably no, it's not even a free kick down field. Um, it might have been. It's a, that's probably up to the umpire. But again, it's all based on outcomes of results. And again, outcomes can be based on players individually. You know, you know, some players if that happened. Another player might not be knocked out. So it's all again. I don't know. It's it's a really hard one. But I understand the whole concussion and protecting players and head knocks and all sorts of stuff. And, yeah, it's a really, yeah, it's a really tough one. I think to, to both adjudicate and also to to understand and and see where the AFL are coming from and players and everyone. Yeah, it's a really, it's divided everyone. This one, it's oh, been it a has. really interesting one. It has. We didn't know which way it would go. We thought just because of the way we're heading with uh, the way we treat concussions that he would get games for it. But it's all about mindset, isn't it? Um, if if. It's muscle memory. If your your brain, I've used the analogy. Yeah. If this was a trial game and uh, it had been Scott Pendleby running towards him uh, when he jumped in the air to touch, uh, I think he could have positioned his body differently. He had enough time, he had enough time to drop the shoulder. He could have put the hands out to try and avoid the contact. Yeah, oh, I guess that's but that's not like in in mid air when he jumped, he was trying to smother the ball. He looks like he's trying to get both hands up. He's looking like that. And then in that split second, mm. like he naturally, you know, players have tendencies to jump off, you know, certain legs, and his tendency might have been to to turn the body that way and the way he lands. And this is the whole thing. He's got split second in the air that he can't really change direction, but he can change the way his body, 
you know, moves hey, or whatever, like uh, your arms can move. Just, just quickly, have you got your pods on in the moment in your ear? You're, no. No? No. Oh, sorry, no, you're just Not really us. breaking up. Not yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. no, no, no. Sorry, I don't know fault, where we've man. got you. It mightn't be your fault. Sounds better now. Sounds a lot better now. Right, we've got no? you. Is that better? Yeah, yes. much better, man. Yeah, a lot better. Yeah, yes. sorry. I thought maybe the pods were just going no, flat. crackling like you wouldn't believe. It was no, no, no. Good to hear you. Uh, no, no. Uh, all right, let's get into this week's game uh, mm. against the Adelaide Football okay. Club. We, we we spoke about this earlier. It was a cracking final a couple of weeks ago. Where well, you for had three the momentum. quarter time it was. Well, you had momentum twice and looked like you had the game and they rested it off you. Um what will be different this week? Will your lineup be any different, or what will you change about taking on Adelaide? Uh, I don't think we're going to change much. I think I feel like we the last two times we played them, we've played some really good football within the game and haven't quite got over the line. Um, but I also feel like at stages we didn't quite execute the way we wanted to play in our basics and fundamentals. Um, well enough and in finals uh, and in tight games you need to do those things and I thought we did that pretty well against Centrals on the weekend um, and then I thought yeah we just didn't quite do that well enough against Crows so I don't think we'll change too much um, you know we do get probably Will Coombe's take definitely um, we're still waiting on you know Guy Page um, to see how he'll if he'll play this week or not but I don't think in terms of the way we play and the way we go about it won't change too much I think we we feel like if we just execute a few things a little bit better, we're a massive chance to win the game. Okay, I'll be the devil's advocate because you lost three of the last four to Adelaide, but you're right, they haven't been by big margins, so purely it's got down to execution? Yeah, I think it's just the execution of certain certain areas of the game that we didn't quite do well enough, either for long enough or, you know, a couple of things. I think, you know, one of them was goal kicking. Um, one of them was, you know, the last quarter. I think we, we just didn't execute our moments well enough. Um but you know, for three quarters against them last time, we were pretty good. So I think if we can just execute well enough for another quarter, you win the game. So that's our, that's been our mentality so far the last few weeks. What was the player feedback like from that game? It was interesting how the players see it, how it changed from that three-quarter time moment to full time. Oh, it was a similar sort of thing. Yeah, we, we always discussed, and, and from a coaching point of view and the leadership group, we talked about should have we done things differently? Should we change things? Um, we sort of, you know, we, we talked about all those things. And, and the common theme was probably that, yeah, we didn't quite execute well enough, but our, you know, our first three quarters was very good. So, um, yeah, the players' feedback, they did ask, like, did we talk about things in the coach's box, changing things? And we said, yeah, yeah we did. And, but we felt like we were in control for most of the game, even probably, you know, up until, um, I think, halfway through the last quarter, we still had the lead. So... It was a it was a interesting you know discussion and topic, but we sort of feel like that we're back our back our system back our players in to, to execute that better next time. Um, mm. They look like getting three players back. You played them last time without a ruckman, uh, Strawny. We've heard this for a few weeks though from Mickey Gordon, but they think he'll be, he'll be back. <laughs> Matty Wright will definitely be back after his suspension, and Andrew McPherson may be back as well. So they're going to be a different kettle of fish. Yeah, they will, and I think, you know, we played, I think the last, McPherson played the last game we played them at Unley Oval. I think uh, Wright played that day as well. Sean hasn't played for a little while, but this game that Sean did play this year against us, we won. So, um, yeah, it, it, again, they're totally different makeup if they have Sean in their team, like their midfielder, you know, different mentality. They're going to, you know, not be so, yeah, yeah. I guess, worried about losing the ruck. They're going to be more worried about winning the contest and stoppage. So, um, we'll wait and see until Sunday. I guess they'll, you know, they'll name him, um, but we'll see whether he plays or not. And if he does, then, 
you know, we'll probably plan. We'll plan for both sides of the um, if he does or he doesn't. Um, but he's you know he's a very good player, very good ruckman. Um, but yeah, I think then they changed their mentality as well, or the way they played the last few, three or four weeks without him. You're at the McGarry Medal on Monday night, where Tommy Lewis and James Battersby robbed. <laughs> they robbed each other. Yeah, that's yeah, right. They did. Uh, yeah, they did. <laughs> I think Pat Wilson and Casey Voss probably robbed a few of them as well. Um, oh yeah, I mean Harry Grant's had a great year, um, and you know Central's probably won enough games for him to get enough votes and. Not to me, other player took votes away from him and Roker in those teams. So, um, yeah, it was a you know you saw, I think they both were in the twenties, and the next player for both those teams were in five and four votes. So, yeah, um, yeah it was. I guess our players we had a more even side. Um, you know, Pat Wilson I think had nine, Boss had nine. A bit like you know Glenelg and the Crows as well. The three best teams so far this year have all sort of had spread the load out of a. Um, yeah, multiple good players within their list and teams. I know we spoke to you about a year ago, I think it was last year, about Pat Wilson and you said, I said, was he unlucky or was he just not quite up the AFL standard? I think your answer was that he is an AFL footballer and he has been unlucky. Uh, Harry Grant and uh, uh, Tom Lewis, uh, what, what do you think? Is Harry Grant, could he make it? Oh, I think they can. Like I, I probably think there's a handful of players at every sample club that could be on an AFL list. Mm. And it's just either through luck you know, timing, um, injury, you know, roles as well. Like some, you know, at the moment it's sort of the, you know, everyone's looking for the Connor Rosie, Zach Butters prototypes now. Do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. five, ten years ago, everyone was looking for the Tom Lewis's, the Josh Kennedy's, the, you know, those types of players, the Ollie Wines, the Clayton Oliver's. You know, so things have changed now. And so I think that has a lot to do with the way clubs recruit and look at players. You know, there's probably players now that, 10 years ago, weren't even looked at from a draft point of view because of the way they played all the game. But the game's changing now. And so, you know, everyone's looking for the next, I think, looking for those types of players, the Lockie Neals, the, you know, the, the Butters, the Rosies, those types, um, more than your bigger bodied and, and tools. Um, Mind you, Tom, Tom, Green from, always... Tom Green from GWS is the bigger body mid and, you know, he's having a fair No, no, impact. true. Yeah. Uh, he's having a fair impact, but there's not many drafted like that anymore. Yeah, you know, the Bonds and these guys... Yeah, there's there's only a handful of them. They're more the 185 to 190 centimetre. Everyone, you know, everyone was looking at the 190 centimetre midfield a few years ago. Now it's the sort of the 185 that can run and, and get inside, outside, and, you know, loose ball gets and those sorts of things. So, yeah, I think, there's, you know, Harry Grant definitely could be on AFL list. Tom Lewis, I think. I've always sort of said that probably, yeah, the top five players at every sample club could be on AFL list. I love um, And they're no, no better or worse than the probably bottom five at most AFL clubs either. Love picking your brains, Marty, because you've been in both systems. <laughs> uh, if you were coaching an AFL club and you could only have either Bond and Pelly, Butters or Rosie, who would you take if you could only have one? Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, that is really hard. Oh, jeez. I'll take the Bond. Yeah, because yeah. you can use him in multiple roles. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Same answer. Yeah, that's yep. got more. Yeah, I think, I think you could – yeah, I think – there's probably, yeah, I just think he's just a unique type, whereas I think there's probably a few players like Butter and Rosie there. I mean, they're very good footballers, but I think it's probably easier to find one of those than it is to find a 194 centre in the mid mm. who can go forward and kick goals. <laughs> Marty, what sort of game do you want to play this weekend? I mean, people talk about whether it's free scoring and that works to maybe to one team's advantage or the other. You, Which way do you want this game to unfold if it works to your agenda? Oh, I think pretty much like we did the three quarters before 
uh, in the what do we qualifying final we played yeah. against them, which was pretty contested, and yeah. we were able to shut them down in terms of their offense mm. from half back. Um, I mean, they kicked five goals in the last quarter. I think they only kicked seven till that point. So we probably, I mean, you know, we probably pride ourselves on our defense. So again, if we can probably keep them under. You know, the 70 points, I think that's probably yeah, about right in the contested side of things. Mm-hmm. If we can match them in there, yeah, that's probably where we think we can win the game. Okay. Well, it's a big weekend of footy. Huge. Let's hope there's 50,000 plus there to watch Port Adelaide play. I'm pretty sure we'll get that, and we hope we get at least 20,000 there on Sunday, 3.15, the Adelaide Oval, Sturt playing the Crows. We wish you all the best, Marty. We appreciate your time. Thanks, Martin. No, I think, and lastly, just, yeah, we've got the 16s and 18s playing before the league Whoa. on Sunday, so we'd love all the Sturt supporters to get down there. They're in the grand final, both those teams, so um, it'll be great to see a lot of Sturt people down at um, Adelaide Oval on Sunday for the 16s and 18s grand final and then the league prelim. Yeah, massive day for the club. So win, lose or draw, get back to Unley Oval as well. Great facilities there. Good on you, Marty. We wish you all the best. No, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. There we go. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sant for League. Always good to have a chat. Uh, a, a tough question, but, yeah, you'd take the bond, wouldn't yeah, you? because he can go forward and do damage there as well. As mm. a, he's a very hard man to match up there. The Western Bulldogs have just issued a statement declaring that Jordan Sweet has asked to be traded to Port Adelaide. Well, so Jordan Sweet... Audience Roach have been texting this. Zerk Thatcher... Mm. Radagalia. Radagalia. They've got some work to do now. Oh, you're going to have to put your hand in your pocket. Help Pardon? out, Roach. Pardon? I haven't got any draft picks in my pocket. No, you've got plenty of cash, though. Well, that's controlled by salary cap, Kim. Well, no, just the old brown paper bags. Where? Roach. I bumped into the Gowans brothers at the uh, <laughs> at the McGarry Metal, Roach. who have been yes. doing a bit of work at your house. Yes. Uh, they find it very weird that you dig a lot of holes in your backyard. How tall are you? <laughs> Six foot. Uh, SNF, oh, no, I fell for it. The Sandfall, old habits die hard. Fierce rivalries on and off the field. The host plus Sandfall League, nothing beats it. Why would you want to knock me off, eh? That's depressing. <laughs>
Uh, they they were really good. Like they were. If you look at shots that they should have made, um, I know that that expected score that I think it had Brisbane winning by two points, not the forty-two. They they lost a lot of opportunities, a lot of the, the momentum halfway through the third quarter. They were on top of the Brisbane Lions. Um, Butters, Rosie were were excellent. Uh, Lord did a job um, on Harris Andrews. Drew did a pretty convincing job on, on Lockie Neal. Um, but what I'd be saying to them is Adelaide Oval, we've lost one team to an interstate side, and that's Collingwood. We lost by two points. This is our domain. This is how we play our best football. They probably got a little bit hamstrung last week with Drew spending so much time in the centre bounces, which meant Horn Francis and Wines couldn't get in there, which they're the number one centre bounce team for scores throughout the year, and they got restricted. The Lions actually bet them last week because they changed up their mindset. But if I was Ollie Wines, if I was Port Adelaide, I'd be saying, let's go back to the way we play. If we're going to lose, if we're going to get kicked out, let's go back to the way we play. We we hunt the ball. We're energetic. Get Horn Francis back in the middle. Get Ollie Wines back in the middle. Let him play that aggressive midfield style that we've seen him so well because Adelaide is a tough ground to beat him over there. Adelaide and Collingwood are the two teams that have beaten him. No other interstate team apart from Collingwood. So I'd be building him up saying, we did so much right last week. Our accuracy hurt us, but... Let's not let's not focus on that. Let's let's focus on the areas that we were really good at. And there were so many parts last week. A lot of positivity there, and I think we'll see a different Port Adelaide without doubt. Mind you, GWS Adelaide Oval doesn't hold any fears for them. No, but that last time that they played Port, which was what three weeks ago, it's exactly like Luke Hodge points out. They went midfield for midfield, mm. and they put in all those midfielders that Luke Hodge identified. Yep, and it worked to Port. That was Ollie's best game for the year. Yep. Yeah. All righty. Got to go to a break, Ruche. Uh, if you're in a local basketball team and you love your coach, you should love your coach, if he's a good coach. Uh, together with the advertiser, we're looking for Australia's basketball super coach. If he's not a good coach, don't vote for him. Uh, there's a prize pool including cash, merchandise and NBL experiences worth over $10,000 for your local club, your coach and you. Plus, you can register to play Supercoach for your chance to win a bonus $2,500. That's pretty cool. All you have to do is head to iCanWin.com.au for more details. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 32, Lauren Arnell coming up very, very shortly. Root Stack of text coming through. Uh, look, we did announce a little bit earlier the Western Bulldogs have released a well, – sent out a media release regarding Jordan Sweet. Uh, thank you, Blake, uh, and everyone else that's texting. This one says, bit of work to do for CD and Cripps to do. to so get they have. Get the assets to get it all over the line. Yeah, so just give us a bit on Jordan Sweet, South Aussie boy. Yeah, he's a North Adelaide boy, played in that premiership side for North, and the connection there is Josh Carr, isn't it, Kim? Brum, brum. Mm. So he's 25 years of age. He'll be 26 in February, 205 centimetres in the old language. 205. Six foot nine. I've seen him play up forward and in defence, Rich. He's been at the Bulldogs since he was drafted at number 23 in 2018. Ten games in that time. Hmm. Look, I've always thought he's had a lot of, has a lot of upside. He might be one of those people that, uh, you know, that just tease you. Not deliberately, of course. You know, we could go back to... Um, Sean McKernan. Yes. Used to think a little bit like that. There's mm. always players. And then he found his mojo at Essendon eventually. Mm. Um, if anyone can get growth out of a player, it uh, is Kenny and the team. Mm. 
He, he builds confidence. Hey, just quickly before we go to what, the news, Roach, are they ready in the newsroom? Uh, no, they're still rushing around in the kitchen. Are, are they really? Uh, All right. Well, I'll read this one out. Uh, this is from Daniel. Uh, I'm not sure who it's from. Yeah, Daniel. Uh, DWS were missing Bedford and Daniels yes. uh, against Port last time. Two, oh, we on? Two yeah. key small yeah. forwards. Yeah. Lines, he keep me on. Uh, their forwards uh, that push up the stoppage and race back to goal. Massive part of the Giants' game plan. Also, I'm sick of hearing a certain team had more expected scores. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the big thing nowadays. Yeah. There's graphs and everything on this. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay. Well, it's the I'm only one that counts too. as a scoreboard, Kim. Oh, I love it, Roach. You're an intelligent human being. <laughs> Get me a bucket. <laughs> The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Just after 4.30 on a glorious Wednesday afternoon. Still 26 degrees, Roach. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. IGA Supermarket supporting women in sport. We love them. For great saves and local faves, visit your nearest IGA. Talking of love, we have a lot of that for our next guest. She's the coach of the Port Adelaide Football Club's AFLW program. Lauren Arnell joins us. Hello, Loz. Hello. How are we, guys? Not bad. How are you? A significant loss on the weekend, 50 points, but by... What, pretty what, good side I was, going to, I was going to use the old by Jingos. I haven't used what that ever. <laughs> Brisbane are good. They are. Um, unfortunately, I know that all too well, being majority that we played against in my old premiership teammates <laughs> a couple of seasons yeah. ago. So uh, very aware of how, how good they are and um, had a nice little conversation with Craig Stasevich post-game and he acknowledged that um, the level they were able to reach against us was was probably next level even for them. So mm. good for us in that. Not good for us in in the loss and and fifty point loss in any conditions against any team. You it carries some levels of frustration, but at the same time, I think really healthy for our young crew to to experience two of the two probably best teams outside of the D's over the last eight years. Um, you know, you don't get faster growth and learning than, than playing the best sides, do you? No, spot on. I've brought this up with a few of the interviews we've done. Uh, Brisbane, obviously, an incredibly good side, but are they, by a country mile, the fastest side in the competition? <laughs> yeah, you're definitely watching. Um, it's yeah. part of the reason I retired early, to be honest. I couldn't keep <laughs> up with Sorry to them. bring that um, up. <laughs> no, it's, um, no, the athletically blessed yeah. group, um, yeah. but also the majority, I think, you know, it would have been 17 or 18 out of the 21 that played us on the weekend, won a premiership two seasons ago, and mm. so, or three seasons ago now. So you look at, um, you know, most of that crew is, is sort of early to yeah. mid-20s with some nice sprinkling of older players who've all done anywhere between sort of five and, and eight pre-seasons now in AFLW. And I think, again, while we, we don't love losing, we, we actually really dislike losing, we also take the opportunity to learn that that's the level that we're looking to get to in a period of time and some things you can't rush. Lauren, I'm fascinated how you're reflecting at the moment. When you put your head down on the pillow at night, no white noise around you and you think, okay, we ended the first season with some objectives. We've come up against two of the best standard bearers of the league. So you've got to be careful about how you measure growth against the best. Where do you, yeah. where do you think things are happening or not happening for Port Adelaide at the moment? Yeah, it was certainly we took we take confidence from both games in how we've been able to drive our offense, and that's been a mm. really key focus. I think I chatted to you guys a couple of weeks ago about that. Um, you know, we we were able to. 
put a lot more score on the board against mm. the Crows in round one um, than what we did less than 12 months ago. Um, and also against Brisbane, when we while we got heavily beaten in contest, when we were able to win the footy, we, we actually really did open up our offence and we were able to get some good looks out of that. So being able to do that when you're under high levels of pressure um, against far more experienced teams, yeah. I think is real growth for us. And our um, our KPIs and our numbers that we use to measure that um, from an offence perspective are, are trending well. So you certainly take positives from that. And then, you know, your week-to-week and day-to-day growth that you see in your young people mm. and your older people, um, and how the group has always really stuck together against, you yeah, know, like we're all exceptionally competitive people who can be easily frustrated by a scoreboard. Um, the way that we stick together and apply ourselves every day is, is a really promising sign for me as we look to the future. So when you put that emphasis on attack, and we've noticed the scores against, is that because of the teams you've played or because the adjustment has taken a bit of focus off defence? Which way is this trending for you? To be fair, it's probably a little bit of both. I think, um, you know, and this is as well a big part of the league and something I'll always be bullish about is the best version of our game is is being able to score and fans want to see both teams scoring. They want yeah. to see high-scoring games. Um, and so to do that, you do have to give up a little bit. And so that doesn't mean we're not training defence or, or putting effort into that. It just means that if you're looking for, for quicker growth with a young young side and building confidence in offence, knowing that's the best version of our game, um, while improving your contest with young bodies, um, it's, it's a constant balance. But no doubt we've um, we've put heavy focus into that this year. Mm, gee, you okay, brought the deeper side of reach out today, Lauren. Yeah, no, certainly it's, it's, done that. I've, never like think, I've never seen him think this much. Hey, let's go oh, to the oh, positives. Oh, uh, wow. ma- now, I've got to get this right. Mm. Matilda Scholes. Yep, that's it. That's it. Uh, gee, there's some upside there. Uh, was the Rising Star nominee for round two mm. exciting? Yeah, she's um, yeah, and certainly when you talk about contest, a, a weapon for an 18-year-old bean pole in the fielder has been that she certainly does seek contest and and does a really great job of that in in probably what is the most contested role on the ground playing ruck. So yeah, that that's exciting for her and um, yeah, as her coach, it's. It's exciting for us too and also, you know, trying to support her to be consistent in, in how she approaches every game is crucial and so far so good. Yeah, 225 metres gain, 13 touches, 20 hit-outs last week, five tackles as well for a, a, a larger lady. How tall is she in the old vernacular? Six. Oh, I wish I could tell you. I'm not good with that. Oh. <laughs> um, six, more six centimetres three. and metres based. What's she in centimetres? Um, I'll have to come back to you guys. No, that's all right. <laughs> well, Lauren, it was staggering Saturday. I mean, for those of us who grew up in the days of when every street of Alberton would be lined with cars for a home game, mm. to see people parking on the grass off Port Road, <laughs> there was a big crowd at Alberton. How did, what was the atmosphere like for you as a coach and your players? Oh, every time we're at Alberton, it's unreal. Absolutely love it. I think, you know, knowing that a huge amount of our people went up to Brisbane to support our boys yeah. in that final two, and you still get the turnout that we get. Um, you know, it's <laughs> you got to love the footy club. We they do it exceptionally well, and our people are um, are fantastic. The support's always really high, so we absolutely love it. I don't know if this is a silly question or not. It's the first time you've played St Kilda, but does St Kilda give you a better indication? Will this week give you a better indication of where you're at and have you improved over the last couple of years, given the draw you've had in the first two games? I think that's a fair, fair question to ask, and I think you know, you'd know you hope so. They are still a number of years ahead of us as, an, as, a, as a fellow expansion team, but a few years ahead. So um, you know, we played them in a trial game about a month ago at Alberton, which for us uh, went quite well. 
Um, we're certainly very mindful that they're a very capable side and they beat us uh, just under 12 months ago at, at Moorabbin as well. So, yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to a hotly contested game and, and certainly unlocking a, a bit more growth that we can get from round one and round two. Expecting any changes for this week's game? Yeah, what about Maria Maloney? Maria's available, which we're excited about, and I think I think our team will get announced Thursday for a Sunday game. So, yeah, definitely be a couple of changes in our side. All right, we always appreciate your time, Lauren. We wish you all the best for this Sunday. Oh, Let's we've got to ask, you... how's it all going? <laughs> they should have got you. What, what, chair, we, what week are we into now? <laughs> Thanks, boys. Uh, Twenty-two, <laughs> and uh, feeling every single little bit of that oh. temperature dial going up in the weather. It's good. Well, <laughs> no, good. going well. Good. Uh, well, you looked like you were doing it well on the sidelines there. Uh, you, um, yeah, just on coaching, uh, in the stands of the sidelines. You were down on the sidelines? Yeah, very much so. Last year, um, found a switch for myself going down to the bench. I think in the last three or four games of the season, had a, had a much better impact for our young mm. group. Um, and so, yeah, the decision was made, yeah, honestly, last year that I would continue to do that for a, a fair while now. So, it also means I don't, I'm not climbing up and down stairs on game day, so it's, um, it's a good outcome. Well, there's not too many in the AFL now, Rich, in the AFLW, that are up in the stands. Uh, our boy Kane may have to change his attitude on that. Yeah, well, Lauren, how much of this is about the work that's done Monday to Friday is set, but what on match day, that connection eye to eye with your players is so invaluable now? Yeah, I think as well, like the generation of people that we work with across uh, every team's got a, a large number of young players and for them to hear from me and to, for mm. them to get feedback directly from me and I'm not relying on a phone line being open or which player's yeah, on or off. Yeah. Um, it's instant feedback and instant, uh, I guess, a lot of it's confidence building on game day when that's really what you're trying to bring out of your players. Mm. Um, and then if you need to make minor tweaks and adjustments, the runner's right next to me. So, mm, yeah. Um, yeah, certainly much more powerful being able to have, have people right in front of you than hoping, hoping you get a message across on a phone line. Vision well, of the game. The what about the vision of the game? That's what we always talk about. Everyone went up high to see differently the game. But how does that work for you? Um, I think obviously it's a trade-off. Like I yeah. think you can definitely get angles on on running patterns and things like that. But if you haven't prepared for that during the week, watching vision of both sides and and planning for that, then you're probably behind the eight ball anyway. Good point. Um, Good point. I've also got some great people in terms of assistant coaches mm. and analysts in the box for me, talking to me throughout the game. And senior players who can come and tell me what they're seeing and feeling. So, yeah. yeah, honestly, like you give a bit to get a bit. Same as the conversation we had about offense v defense v contest. So, um, I'd much prefer having that connection with my players at this point of their development. How's the relationship with Hamish Hartlett? Hammer, the yeah, hammer. he's a ripper. He he's was our um, he was our backline coach last year, and obviously in a full time development role with our men's program. So he's flying. Yeah, we get him on every now and again. He thoroughly enjoyed it. Hey, we wish you all the very best against St Kilda. Let's hope you open the account. The game gets underway at 12.35 at RSEA Park. It's an away game. Thanks for your time, Lauren, and good luck. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, always a good chat, Rooch. Thanks yeah. to IGA Supermarkets, supporting women in sport. For great saves and local faves, visit your nearest IGA. Isn't that jarring your head? It's the second year and the first time they've played St Kilda. I know. Uh-huh. I know. This will be a fair indication of... yeah. The improvement. You can Indeed. see there's been improvement. Yep. Brisbane are good, Rich. They are red-hot <laughs> favourites. They're very, very good. Yep, yep. I reckon they'd beat Adelaide by five goals at the moment. Ooh. Big call. Well, we'll see when the moment comes. All right. Hey, uh, just quickly, if you're involved in local basketball, 
Mm-hmm. You're in a team and you love your coach. It's always important to love your coach. Yes. Together with the advertiser, we're looking for Australia's basketball super coach. There's a prize pool including cash, merchandise and NBL experiences worth over $10,000 for your local club, your coach and you. Plus, register to play super coach for your chance to win a bonus 2,500 wow. smackaroonies. All you have to do is head to iCanWin.com.au for more details. You should enter Roots. You might better pay off your coffees that way if you have a win. Hey, we're nearly done. Just checking the poll again. Should Braden Maynard have been suspended? It's at 42% saying yes, 58% saying no. There you go. That's the pub test. Mm. We thought we'd do that. A uh, few texts to finish up on Rooch. Oh, I slurred my words then. And a bit of breaking news in another code of football as well. Oh, what's happened? Remember how the A-League sold the grand final? Oh, so we yes, take it away yes. from where the best ranked team <clears throat> would get home rights. Yep. So and we had those marvellous moments at Adelaide Oval with Adelaide United. Wasn't a popular decision. They are going back to the New South Wales government saying, well, give us back the grand final and we'll give you a magic round. So what? They, they were locked in for five years of yeah. grand finals. So give us back the granny so we can put the grand final back to the team that deserves to host it and in its place. Where's this pushback come from? The fans hate it. I don't think the clubs were too happy either. Mm. Oh, you I, work hard to get home right to a grand final. Well, it's good to admit when you're wrong, Rooch. Yes, yeah. indeed. Indeed. Should give that a run every now and again. Don't make mistakes, Kim. <laughs> when you do make one, <laughs> if it ever happens. Right. Uh, here's a few texts, Rooch. So yeah. This is short, sharp and shiny. Port are only a midfield, no forward or back line. Well, that could change shortly, couldn't it? We'll take that as a statement. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the news today, we've touched on it a few times. Jordan Sweet is nominated coming home and wants to play at Port Adelaide. Sava Radler-Galea wants to play for Port Adelaide. Brandon Zirk Thatcher wants to play at Port Adelaide. I like it, Roach. I've been in support of what Port have been doing for, oh, I don't know, was it a decade? They don't stand still, decade. do they? Yeah, they, they, you've hmm. got to roll the dice, you have a crack. Yep. I mean, uh, Adelaide had a little go when they got uh, Ben Keyes and the lad from... Worked well. Yeah, the lad from Collingwood at the same time, the tattoos, I can't think of his name. Someone will text. Mm. Uh, I thought he may have been the better of the Paul two Seeds players. Man. No, 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 not the seed. That was a good get. Yeah, that was a good yeah. get. But uh, as it is, Ben Keyes' work. They don't all work. That was I'll the get point. Drift, so, yeah. I'll get drift, yeah. look, who's going to work out of these three? Jordan Sweet, mm. will he be a ruckman? Will he be? Will he help up forward when Charlie's gone? Could, uh, he, be your, thought, could yeah. he be your tall defender? He, he has played in defence before. Yep. Uh, Asava Radagalia may end up in the ruck. Could do. It gives you some height options that you don't have, and uh, I'm a bit of a fan of Zerk Thatcher, despite that record you read out, Roach. 53 goals conceded this year. Well, depends how you do the, the stats, I guess. Exactly, and yeah. the Bombers can bleed, can't they? Oh. Uh, well, here's a long one, Roach. I'll read this. This is from Chris. G'day, guys. Uh, please, Port, get ruthless. Radigalia and Sweet before Zerk Thatcher, even though he wants to come home. Don't be afraid to leave him behind and get it together. Time to play Evans. He top scored twice. Mm. Goals are diamonds in finals, whereas McEntee has four goals in 11 games, or has he got a gold pass? Now, people, we heard Chad Corns, we've heard Kenny talk about him. They love the work that no one sees. That's that right. was the same argument with Stevie Motlop when you're playing a high half forward. It's a thankless job. No offense. What do coaches always emphasise, Kim? You have the ball for a moment, but the rest of the time you've got a job to do. Yeah. Uh, This one says, no offense to Jed, but that's football reality. Chris from Wall Bay. Mm -hmm. I like the roll the dice. I would probably be throwing a ratio 
in at McEntee's wow. expense. Frankie Evans can still do the pressure work and he can convert. Okay. You don't like that? Well, we might do selection tomorrow. Let's do it. I know. Looking forward to it, Rooch. Uh, I think every team could afford Zerk, Thatcher and Radigalia. Let's face it, guys. They are not proven players. They leaked goals last year. Costa, Crows man. Yeah, yeah see how that one plays. Yeah. yeah. I get the point. Uh, change the subject. I'm sick Which of subject? hearing about the Braden Maynard incident. It's done. All right. Well, that's how the industry works. We talk about it and... Then we move on to something else. It's a pity that chap wasn't in a restaurant in Melbourne last night. Oh, have we got time to do that? Have we? Oh, in case you haven't heard about this, uh, someone filmed it on the phone. Eddie Maguire was in the restaurant when the news broke, and Eddie thought, well, even though other people, someone could have been proposing or Correct. celebrating an engagement. What, just a quiet but night? Eddie thought he'd hit his glass and tell everyone the news. Ladies and gentlemen. Wait, 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 wait. Ladies and gentlemen. Justice has been done. The only ones cheering were those on his table. Rouge, everyone else was saying, "Shut up, Ed." Mm. Yes, yes. Oh, he's up and about. He's passionate. You he need is passion. Indeed. Ben Crocker, thank you. I knew oh, it. That's from yeah. Bill Kay. Billy Kay, thank you. Ben Crocker. Yeah, didn't quite uh, work out. Hey, that's did he shout show. the bar? Eddie. Yeah. No, didn't even think those words could come out of your mouth. Uh, time to go. Uru. Bye bye, everyone.